Hi, I'm James Hartnett, and I'm dying to go all the way. James, what are you talking about? That's filthy! I'm not being rude. I'm talking about our Patreon account. Oh! <laughs> We're more than halfway to our goal of $100 on Patreon. And as soon as we go all the way to $100, we are going to start making bonus episodes for our generous fans. Episodes that'll make you jump up, stamp your feet, clap your hands, and say, oh yeah. Anyway, so be sure to visit patreon.com slash landlord tenant and help us out. And if you're not able to do that, that's fine. We'd love it if you just rated and reviewed us on Apple Podcasts. Thank you very much. And welcome to another edition of the Landlord and Tenant Podmess, the only podcast that has the balls to ask the question, can a landlord and tenant be buddies? Hi, everybody. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Landlord James. Yeah. Hi, everybody. This is your other co-host. This is Tenant Michael. Oh, you seem a bit hesitant today. No, it's just, um, well, as listeners to last week's episode will remember, um, James moved in. We're roomies. Um, cause James... We're not roomies. I just had to rent out my mansion. Because you're experiencing some financial difficulties, which That's is right. fine. It is fine. I've been it there. Is fine. It's nothing to feel ashamed of. It's nothing uh, that should make you feel uh, you know, like you're subhuman or you're not good enough. I just want you to know that. Thanks. You shouldn't and... feel sad and depressed. Well, thank you, and I don't. So don't worry about it. Right. Well, but I am a little bit more tired than usual because I'm used to, I'm a guy who likes to have a lot of me time. I like to be alone a lot. And I, since you moved in, James, I just got to say, I haven't had really a moment of privacy and it is sort of chipping away at me. And, uh, well, I haven't had privacy either, Mike. And if, as the host, I sort of feel like it's on you to create privacy for your guests. What do you want me to do? Set up a uh, one of those, some sort of like a Japanese screen where we can sort of divide the my one room in this apartment into two. So that's we... a that's a start. Well, if you How can... about some soothing music, maybe. Okay. Well, you if know, you... God, isolation chamber. Pick up one of those. No. I don't know. No, see, you're you. I would need a lot of money to do that. If we split on a Japanese screen, I'm willing to go in on that, but I uh, can't afford a isolation chamber. My goodness. Anyway, that's where I'm at. I'm a little bit frayed around the edges. Not uh, not as relaxed and calm as I usually am. Well, you know what? Maybe it's time someone crashed at your place and shook up your world a little bit. Mike, you haven't been the same since your elderly ex, Ruth, passed away. I admit it. I admit it. And you know, dude, that was like in the summer. That was like two months ago. Yeah. Get over it! Well, how long do you think I should feel sad? Because well, I don't know. That was to me passed away. That was July, and it's yeah. now what? Almost October. Come on, man. Maybe it's good. I'm here, shaking things up. You know, T- yeah. sleeping in your bed. You're sleeping on the couch. Mm-hmm. You're sleeping. You know, it's it's different. Your experiences are changing. This is good for you. All right. Well, I apologize. I'll try and get over my personal loss 
as soon as possible for you. Thank you. Um, so, <clears throat> how was your week, James? <laughs> My week, um, you know, it's been trying. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, listeners know uh, I'm a I'm a rich guy. I um, I if spent... I were a rich man, oh. reminds me of the musical Fiddler on the Roof. Moving right along, um, I own this building. If if this is your first time listening to the podcast, I'm the landlord. Um, but I put out a pop album that I funded myself with of my girlfriend Nadia, and it has bombed. And I'm in money problems right now. I'm having money problems. The the way your album bombed makes um Hiroshima and Nagasaki look like you know little tiny blips. It really does. No, it doesn't, Mike. It's the mother of all bombs. It got streamed over 1,100 times in Russia on the website musikaya.ru. So if that counts as a bomb... Um, uh, sorry, what again is the population of Russia? Like 300 million? Yeah, and so 1,100? Not very, not very good. You know, not, there's not... The levels of computer ownership are not that high there, Michael, so it is actually a good number. All right. I, I acknowledge that. Anyway... So this has been a stressful time for me. Um, I'm like my, my, I'm staying at Michael's while I rent out my nice place on Airbnb. And I have to be honest, um, you know, I just don't have money to spend right now. I don't have money to throw around. I'm used to just not even thinking about it. And I got to be honest, I think Nadia, my girlfriend, uh, Nadia, is, is, has become very aloof. You know, she's been distant in oh. a way that's freaking me out. Sorry to hear that. Yeah, yeah. it's like... You know, all of a sudden, um, I suggest Swiss Chalet for dinner, mm-hmm. and I don't hear from her from her for for like four days. Right, and Instead- I, I think she was used to the old the old James who'd take her to courtside at the Raptors game and then go to a underground club with Ben Mulroney till five in the morning. I can't do that right now. You know, right. I just don't have the funds. So are are you starting to worry that maybe your entire relationship was just based on? Um, you know, financial transactions in the way that capitalism turns every human relationship into a sort of financial transaction, and it uh, it poisons everything. Is that what you're saying? Well, it absolutely was based on finance. I was, I'm very rich, and she's a Russian babe, and that is what it's based on. Like all healthy relationships. All right. Okay. Uh, so I've just got to figure this out. It's a problem, and I'm stressed. Nadia's been aloof. She's I've got been an distant. idea. I've got an idea. You need to get yourself a part-time job. You've got to be kidding me. I I know for a fact the CN Tower gift shop happens to be hiring. <laughs> That's where I work, of course. Not the one on the main floor, not the one up top, the one underneath the CN Tower. I would rather be speared by a bayonet than work at the CN Tower Hold gift on. shop. I could pull some strings. <laughs> Good God. Just joking. I don't want to stab you with a bayonet, but I'm just saying, if you want to earn some extra, you know, uh, pocket money, you could work beside me. That'd be fun, almost. I I don't even know how to respond to that. That that sounds like a living hell. Okay. Um, I'll be fine. Everything's going to be fine. I'm going to figure out how to get some money. I'm going to pay back the man I borrowed the money from. I'm going to get out of Mike's apartment. Everything's fine. And Nadia and I will be fine. Great. How are you? Um, well, like I s- stated earlier at the uh, beginning of the show, I'm a little bit, um, not myself, a little tired, a little, um, wired. <laughs> um, and, you know, 
This I'd like to speak to something you were talking about. You're you're in some sort of financial difficulty right now, which is fine, and you shouldn't feel ashamed of yourself. You shouldn't, you know, have dark thoughts in the middle of the night and consider I don't. Ex- consider extreme measures. Um but on a personal level, there's something I needed to talk to you about and just get it out in the open. Um I woke up last night on the couch where I'm sleeping because you're sleeping in my bed. Um Yes. And I heard some rustling around. I was like, oh no, is there an intruder? What's going on? And I, I flicked on the light, and I, I'm sure you remember this. And what did I see but you, James, wearing your boxer shorts and no shirt, holding my wallet and fishing a $5 bill out of my wallet that had been, up until that point, in my jeans Okay. Pop- Yes. You were pickpocketing me no. in my home. No. Yes, that is true that I did that. But I thought... Oliver Twist. What does that mean? Oliver Twist. He was a famous pickpocket in the Dickens oh, book. Oh, God. Listen, I thought, I, I thought you put my wallet in your jeans, okay? And so I was checking. That's what I, I was checking to see. Is that my wallet that James, you put in my jeans? I thought that's where my wallet was, okay? James, can you look me in the eye and say that you thought, honestly... That you put your wallet into my jeans. Look in my friggin' eye. Are you looking? I don't like this at all. Yes. It was an honest mistake. And the fact that you would jump to that conclusion when we've been doing this podcast for, whatever, 70 episodes. Yeah. Give me a benefit of the doubt, dude. Listen, if so you... I took your, so I took money out of your wallet in the middle of the night. Give me the benefit of the friggin' doubt. All I'm going to say is that if you're that hard up for $5, just ask me for a loan. I would gladly lend you $5. I'd, glad, I'd, I'd lend you 10 even $20. But there's something that, that rubs me the wrong way, that you're sneaking around like some sort of nocturnal pervert, <laughs> you know, touching my butt, because that's the pocket what? it was in, the butt pocket. It wasn't, you Taking weren't wearing my... the jeans. They were folded up on your dining room table. Oh, God. Anyway, look, let's... I'm not happy with this. Well, neither am I. All right. Okay. I'm not happy with the accusations. I apologize to you. Thank you. And I hope this doesn't affect our friendship, which, which by the way, is worth a thousand times $5. <laughs> I mean, 10,000 times $5. I don't know about that, but thank you for your apology. I'm sorry say that, that. Yeah, I'm sorry to accuse you. Oh God, stressful. It's more more easy. money talk. More money talk. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about here? No. It begins with a P. Ends oh, with an N. folks. A word that my fave guy Doug Ford says a lot. Folks, thank. We want to thank our Patreon people so much. You're the best people in Canada. You're the best people. We're just trying to cover our our damn bills here, and. Um, don't worry if you can't help, but if you can, so grateful. And we really appreciate it. We do appreciate it. And we're getting close to our goal where we're going to start making a bonus episode just for Patreon people. Can you smell what the pod is cooking? I'm paraphrasing the rock there. We're not going to call the bonus episode that. Can you smell what the pod is cooking? Um, Although that's, maybe that is a good idea. Maybe it'll be a cooking spinoff. I, if listeners, what do you think? Get in touch with us. It's, uh, our email address is... Uh, ltpodmess at gmail.com and if you do 
um, feel the urge to support us on Patreon, you can go to patreon.com slash landlordtenant. Yes, and thank you so much to the people who have. We're really, really grateful. Um, we love you. <laughs> what was that? I'm just playing around. It's a little... Is that a character you're working on for your SNL audition? No, I don't have an SNL audition. Yeah, no kidding. You work at the CN Tower. Oh, God. Maybe you will be soon also working. No, I won't. Okay. Rather do anything. Um, well, should we um, jump into our segment for the week? Yes. All right. Face first. <laughs> Ow. Um, this week's segment is... The mailbox. Letters we get from our listeners. Oh, the mailbox. I can never... I, I'm always so eager to open it up. All so, right. Let's open it up. Oh. Ow. Uh, oh, oh, I cut myself on the <laughs> mailbox. Uh, let's pull out the first letter here we got from our listeners. All right. So this first letter is from Cheryl in Oakville, Ontario. Hey, guys. Big fan of the show. Um, question. What is your pre-show ritual? That's a great question. That is a good question. How do you get in the zone to record a podcast? What a wonderful question, Cheryl. Um, personally, um, speaking for myself only, before we pod, I like to get comfortable. Comfy cozy. So I put on my podcasting PJs that I'm wearing right now, and I've worn for every one of our 71 episodes, by the way. And yes, I do wash it. I wash my PJs every now and then. And um, so that I can enunciate properly for the podcast, I coat my tongue in a thick layer of Vaseline. So it gets so it's all slippery and slidey and, and going well. And sometimes if I'm feeling a little bit uh, like rough in the mouth, I will put some marbles in my mouth. So I literally have marbles in my mouth and I talk with them in my mouth. And that um, gets the muscles of my mouth going, gets my tongue working overtime. And that's why I sound like this. Okay, um, I'll answer that question. My pre-show ritual is much more simple. I simply put on the song Let the Bodies Hit the Floor by Drowning Pool, and I friggin' blast it, and then I deadlift a thousand pounds. So that's my pre-show ritual. That's why when you show up to my apartment, usually you're sweating all over the darn place. Oh, yeah, throbbing. My upper body throbs. Yeah. Again, my lower body... My legs are like a couple of sticks. I don't yeah. even bother with that. You just wear why why spend the energy working out your legs? Just wear pants. You're like an opposite pyramid. Yeah. Is that fair? Absolutely. Yeah, my upper body's huge, legs very thin. Anyway. Yeah. Next letter. Let's reach into the mailbox here. Oh, my finger's still bleeding from cutting myself on the mailbox. Haha. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh second letter here says, uh, hey guys, love the pod. Um, can't wait to hear more. Blah blah blah. Oh, here we go. I have to ask you a question, though. Do either of you think that monsters are real? Do you believe in monsters? That's from Karen in Edmonton. Oh, a scary city. Ooh, Edmonton. Just joking. Um, If I can answer here, I'm going to say, no, I don't believe in monsters. Never have, never will. And any normal person shouldn't have believed in monsters since basically, oh, I don't know when, the Enlightenment, when humanity did away with superstition. Um, I'll answer that one, Karen. Um, yes, actually, monsters are real. What? But they're not under your bed. They're in your head, okay? The monsters in your head are the real ones, and the monsters in your head say things like, oh, geez, 
Why, uh, why all of a sudden isn't Nadia calling me back? Or, oh, geez, why um, has Nadia suddenly put a password on her iPhone? That wasn't there two weeks ago. What's she hiding? Okay, so yeah, the monsters in your head, those are real. Anyway. Wow. Wasn't expecting that. So, um, just to be clear, I mean, the, those monsters, it's a very, they sound like personal demons. Are, are these monsters in your head... Are they, if you could see them, would they look like a Dracula? Would they look, would they look like a wolfman? Or a... I think it would look like my face, but stretched out like the Scream guy from that painting. Right. And like a thousand of them. And they're all saying, um, you know, why is Nadia doing this? Oh. Anyway, that's just my take on it. Moving right along. Let's take the next letter out of the mailbox. <laughs> oh, my fingers are still bleeding. I, that joke is not. Anyway. Okay, ahead. I won't say it anymore. Um, this comes from Mel in Bowmanville, Ontario. Lovely little town. Um, hey, guys. Big fan of the show. Never miss an episode. Nor does my husband. <laughs> Could I get a signed autograph of the two of you? I'd love to hang it up at work. Well, sure. As far as I'm concerned, absolutely. Send 10 bucks and sure. Mm, I'm going to have to say no to this one. I'm sorry, Mel. What? But I do Why? have my reasons, uh, Mel in Bowmanville. Um. First of all, James, how do we how do we verify Mel's actual identity? How do we know we're not being catfished? This photo could be used in, in for any reason. It could be a disgusting reason, or it could be a nice reason. But we have no way to tell. And for our personal security, I'm, I'm gonna have to say no to this picture. Like, no one wants to catfish you. You don't have anything. I don't know. I don't know, James. I'd rather be safe than sorry. Okay. A lot of people... You're coming across like a diva. Well, I'm not... Well, like Cher? Yes. <laughs> well, she's very successful, so I take that actually as, as a compliment. Mm. But yeah, no picture. Okay, fine. Uh, let's reach into the mailbox here and pull out another letter. <clears throat> All right. Just going to... Mike was able to uh, hold back from doing the cutting his finger joke this time. Impressive. All right, we're going to open up the, the letter here and let's see. Oh, here we go. Hey, Mike and James, the pod is my life. Woo, me too. Um, I have to ask you guys, what is your favorite instrument? And that is from um, Meteor in Quebec City. What an interesting name. Must be yeah. French Canadian. Yeah. <laughs> Meteor. Mm. Interesting. Uh, what's your favorite instrument? Oh, of course, the piano or the keyboard. Uh, I have a, a Yamaha keyboard here, of course, in the apartment, which I use as a source of stress relief. <laughs> and um, there's nothing like, you know, being able to, you know, play, uh, you know, compositions written hundreds of years ago by the masters. I love the piano. Very cool. Um, for my favorite instrument, I will say, I'm not sure what it is, but I can tell you what it's not. And that is the bass. It's sure as hell not bass. And you know what? Can't help but notice that Nadia sure has been spending a lot of time with the ba- the guy who did the bass playing on, on the Kissing Olympics, the pop song I paid for. What's she doing hanging out with the bass player? What's going on there? So, yeah, let, let, let's just get rid of bass in songs. We, you don't, it's not needed. Has anyone ever listened to a song and thought, ooh, glad that bass is in there? I think it's essential to have bass in songs. It's not. Um, and I wish we didn't have it in the, in this, the Kissing Olympics. Um, you seem, I'm noticing a theme that maybe you're a little agitated about your, the state of your relationship. I'm fine. It's fine. She's just, she's just, just being a little aloof. What does this guy look like? Is he handsome? Well, if you're into that, if you're into like, uh, you know, 
music guy in a band, you know, little beard and little little toque and, you know, nice wow. bod. If you're into that, I guess he's handsome. I'd be nervous if I were you. He basically just described um, a Greek god. No, I didn't. Anyway. And let's reach into the mailbox and pull out our final letter. Ow! <laughs> um, this one is for, from Julio in Bowmanville, Ontario as well. Wow, we are killing it in Bowmanville. Huge in Bowmanville, yeah. Amazing. Um, hey, boys. Hey there. Um, my dog acts weird whenever I listen to your show on my uh, Bose speaker. Uh, mm. That's not an endorsement for Bose products. <laughs> My dog growls and goes to the bathroom on the floor whenever I play your show. Why? Um, so we did some research into this, and it, we, we had no idea um, that our podcast and the frequencies we broadcast on had this effect on dogs. Now, James, you're more technological than I am, so maybe you should explain this. Yeah. Um, truthfully, we don't understand why, but it is making dogs upset. Yeah, and so it's making dogs go to the bathroom. We have the the pod is actually on a regular frequency and what some well, I believe it's something called a ghost frequency. Mm. And so the regular one is the one that humans can hear and the other one yeah, it makes dogs mad. We don't and, know what it's saying to dogs, but it's something very odd. And maybe it's saying uh, time to go to the uh, Yeah, it might be. Toilet. So I would say if you you know don't don't let your dog listen to the podcast because we don't know how to remove the second frequency from yeah, and we pod. don't know what we're saying to them in dog language. Yeah. But it could be rise up. For all we know, it could be rise up. Imagine that. We're sort of uh, somehow, uh, without knowing it, amassing a uh, dog army. That I will... would friggin' love that, actually. Imagine. Would you fight against a dog army, or would you join a dog army? I would join the dog army and be the leader of the dogs. Wow. I love dogs. You? I, I take them or leave them. <laughs> Um, okay, well, that is our classic segment. Great, great the stuff. The mailbox. Yeah, and of course, if you uh, anyone has any questions, comments, compliments especially, <laughs> I, I love them, uh, send us a message at uh, our email address, which is ltpodmess at gmail.com. Yes, absolutely. Um, all right, well, I think that about does it for our opening segment, but yes. why don't we take a little break, Arino? And come back with our exciting guest. For sure. And welcome back to the show, everybody. It's uh, guest corner time. Should we call it that no. as a segment now? Time just to peer into the guest corner and see who our guest is this week. I'm not uh, call it that. James, who's in the guest corner this week? Well, we're very excited to have our guest this week, um, a gentleman named Guy Montgomery. Uh, hey, you guys. Hey, you James. Hey, you Mike. Thanks so much. It's a pleasure to be here in the corner. <laughs> now, of course, just to be clear with the listeners, we didn't make Guy actually crumple himself up and sit in a corner. He's just here on one of my uh, fold-up plastic chairs. Which is, it is in the corner of the room. It is technically in the corner of the room, yes, yes, yes. So this is, t I mean, technically, you know, you could call it the guest corner. I think it's a bit of yes. fun. I think so, too. I don't see it as fun. You guys seem to share the same sense of humor. <laughs> I think it's a bit lame. 
it's good. But guy, uh, welcome to the show. Great, great to have you here. And tell tell us why you came on this very popular podcast today. Uh, well, well, first of all, thank you so much for for having me. Uh, great Mike, to have you. It's uh, oh, well, and t- to you too, James. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm in town uh, researching. Well, a pretty. Uh, pretty explosive conspiracy theory that's been doing the rounds on some of the message boards I occupy online. Ooh. Uh, and uh, it, it just so happens I am staying in an Airbnb in this building. Beautiful building. Wonderful. Well, I love that. I am a conspiracy fr- theory freak myself. I believe most of them. QAnon, sign me up. No, thanks. So I'm, I'm very curious. So you're a conspiracy theory investigator? Uh, well, in a, in a sense, you know, sometimes a, a conspiracy theory will take seed, and it sort of it becomes uh, all-consuming. You know, yeah, it can really yes. uh, if you if you go down the rabbit hole too far, it's hard to remember how you got down there in the first place. It reminds me of Da Vinci, uh, the Da Vinci Code. Great book, right? Yes, wonderful, Such a good book. book. Yeah, and that character just went down the rabbit hole. Yeah. Well, I can really empathize with that character, I can tell you. Dan Brown is a personal hero of mine. I think all of his books are so good. Look at my bookshelf. Uh, oh, Dan my Brown, gosh. Dan Brown, Dan Brown, Dan yeah. Brown. That is so cool. Yes. Oh, yes. man, that's so cool. Uh, do you like the... We're going off track immediately, but do you like Angels and Demons better than The Da Vinci Code? I, I don't know. It depends. When, the, when I first read it, I thought, oh, this is about as good as The Da Vinci Code. But then when, I read, I, them, when I read them both again, I thought, well, actually, may, maybe Angels and Demons is my very favorite. <laughs> Anytime I read one of, of Dan's books, I think, this is his best work. That's exactly yeah. how I feel. Yeah. That's exactly how I feel. I mean, I don't know. I'm not a reader. I don't read books, but uh, huh. I go on. I'm a big Reddit reader. Ah, I'm a reader of Reddit. Wow. Right. And there's some real good conspiracy theories on there. Um, I noticed both of you guys drinking Michael's tap water. May I suggest you don't do that? The fluoride in it is uh, killing your testosterone. Uh, w- w- with all due respect, James, I think that one's been de- debunked. Mm, yes. Not according to what I've been reading. They're, the fluoride is good for our teeth. Yeah, the fluoride's good for, for our teeth. And I see you're drinking a big, a big quart of milk. That's right. Well, I'd be wary about that because too much milk, according to the nutrition board, uh, it, it can actually be it's, it can be bad for you. I don't remember how specifically, but I think hormones, hormones, um, bacteria, well, uh, uh, all sorts of medical. I'm trying to put hormones in my body. Listeners know I am a steroid user. I'm working out all the time. So for yeah. me, the more hormones, the better. Fluoride, no, thank you. Hormones, sure. Well, that's you know that's your prerogative. I, I oh. suppose who am I to tell you how to live your life? I completely yeah. agree. Some guys like Dan Brown. Some guys like milk. Yeah, and that's just the way it is. Never but, the never the twain shall meet. Oh, I love that. Some guys like Dan Brown. Some guys like milk. Never the twain shall meet. I'd love to see that on a T-shirt. That's a great idea. Uh, or maybe on some tea towels would be nice. <laughs> Either way. But but we've gotten off track. What is your big conspiracy news? Uh, well, uh, and this might be news to especially local listeners here in Toronto. Mm. Uh, so I'm investigating the possibility that the, the, the CN Tower, uh, the place of your work, no less. I work at the CN Tower. Uh, yes. And so it's quite good to be on the podcast because I was hoping maybe I could pick your, your brain. Uh, is is mm-hmm. the, the CN Tower, by and large, is, was an accident. Uh, originally really? set out oh. to be built at ordinary building height, two or three stories, and uh, the contractors who were working on site, they sort of thought, ah, oh, well, we don't quite like the top floor, so we're <laughs> going to put another floor on, 
Right. And then uh, Common, yeah. sort of, you know, ever the perfectionists, they were never really satisfied. And so they kept putting an extra level on the building and another level Ooh. on the building until all of a sudden there's this sort of very tall and dangerous tower teetering on the brink of collapse. My goodness. So it was almost like an OCD thing. Like, oh, that one's not quite right. Must do another. A, a, a little bit. Yeah, I think, you know, once you've sort of wound up putting an extra, say, two. 250 le- levels on a building, I, I feel yeah. like you're constantly thinking, well, you know, if I've already done a 250 extra, what's one more extra? Could, this could be the perfect one. Right. It's like when, you know, I sometimes put a slice of cheese on my hamburger and sometimes I put two on. I think, well, what about three? What about four? And the next thing you know, I've got a, a hamburger that's got 25 slices oh, of cheese on it. Gosh. And yeah. There's so much cheese. Oh, boy. I, I think that's probably too much, but I, it <laughs> sounds pretty much. yum. My doctor uh, got pretty mad at me because I was bunged up for a few weeks. Are you a burger guy, guy? I yeah. <laughs> uh, do I read Dan Brown novels? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Same answer. Yeah. Yes. Um. So that's a that is a bombshell. Uh, I've never heard this theory, and I I've worked at the CN Tower for years. Mm. Yeah. How do you feel about that, Mike? Is that like an <gasps> attack on your identity? Well, I mean, yes. Uh, yes, it is. Because I, I thought it was designed that way. And I thought it was the CN Tower was the this largest. Is the, this is the cover-up. You talk to any local people. There's a lot of people who say it was, it was done this tall on purpose. Well, I think it's, it's pretty interesting. And it makes me realize, I, you know, the sheep in this city, myself included, who've just believed that this was an, an, a planned out tower, yeah. we've had the wool over our eyes. Well, if, if that building, which is such an icon in the city, if that was a mistake, what else was a mistake in the city? <laughs> oh, well, now that's a very scary question, isn't it? Mm. And uh, and one that warrants a good long think. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Like, you know when some people... <laughs> hey, uh, sorry, I'm just trying to have a... a oh, sorry. A, a bit of a think. Mm. <clears throat> mm. Skydome? James? So- sorry. Could you also please not sip your milk while I'm thinking? <clears throat> sorry. I feel, like, feel like I'm going to sneeze. <clears throat> well, that was nice. <laughs> That's the first think we've had on, on the show, and this is episode 71. Isn't that... That is crazy, you know, it was nice it? having a think. Yeah. Um, guy, um, are people talking about this in other cities? Like, where, are, where do you live? Um, well, I, I live in New York, so I originally went to New York. I knew you had a New York accent. Yeah. I, I have knew that- it. I have that Queens accent. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, and that's because I've spent a pretty good amount of time in Queens. So I've been living in, in Queens for about a month now. Right. Uh, and uh, I originally went to New York to research the Empire State Building. Oh. One of the great buildings. Wow. Yeah. That's what they'd have you think. Uh, and in doing that, it's sort of, you know, you just keep stumbling down. Sometimes it feels like I'm living in a Dan Brown novel, <laughs> but the novel is set wherever I'm living. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Yeah, and so researching that, I sort of started finding all this stuff about the CN Tower, and I thought, and you know, before I even read these, I don't even call it the CN Tower, I called it the Seeing Tower, because if you go up it, you can see everything. You can see everything. Interesting. Seeing Tower, I love that. It's like like being God, right? Standing up there so close to the clouds, you can see everything and what everyone's doing and judge them all. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I would love to know. 
But so, the, and this is, I'm hoping where you could come in. I have been trying to buy a ticket to go up to the CN Tower to continue my research. But for oh. whatever reason, it would seem I have been blacklisted. So you, you know have too much. Yeah. Interesting. So you actually, you're, you're researching it and you haven't actually been up to the top. Well, not my, de- not my decision. You know, some mm. local governmental or administrative figures seem to think that me going up the CN Tower isn't such a good idea. They don't mm. want me scaring the public or the tourists. Yeah. So I wouldn't know if it feels like being God to be up there right. so high. Are you afraid of heights? I, I, I suffer from vertigo, yes. Woo, this is, you're not going to like it up there. Oh, well, we don't know that for sure yet. I went up once, and I, I've worked there for eight years, and as soon as I got and you've to you've only the top, gone up once? I've gone up once, and I'll tell you why it's only been <laughs> once. My first day of work, I got a complimentary ticket to go to the top. As soon as I got up and looked out over the cityscape, threw up. I threw up because I realized I was afraid of heights. Oh. So it's funny that I work at the tallest <laughs> building in this city. <laughs> <'cause>, <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, that New York oh, laugh. Oh, <laughs> that is funny. You know, you should write uh, some. Uh, you should write. Uh, you should write joke jokes. <laughs> okay, maybe I will. Oh, guy, trust me, you do not want to hear this guy try to make a joke. Shut up! <laughs> I, well, I, shut I, up, James. Uh, well, that, was that your attempt? Because I always think I think I could be a stand-up. I could, you know, I could pull it off because I'm kind of outgoing, alpha male kind of thing. I laugh at the idea of Mike trying to do comedy. Well, that's the point of comedy, so it looks like I've, I'm good at it then. Ah, uh, chick and mate, Mr. James. Yeah. Well, what would, if you ever, Mike, imagine Mike at a roast. Let's hear you try to roast somebody, Mike. Who would I roast? You? Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, so pretend I'm on stage then, okay? All right. Uh, sir, um, you there in the front row. Um, what's your name? Kiss my ass. Uh, security. <laughs> oh, you'd be in trouble then. And then you'd get kicked out. You'd be banned. You'd be beaten up, probably. Then, and then who's the jerk on? Because I don't think you're going to be laughing when security's beating you up in an alleyway. Yeah. Maybe they kill him. Maybe well, they kill him. Whoa, nice try, okay. because I highly doubt a security guard could beat me up is also well, another thing. Let's, you, let's set a date. Let's do it. <clears throat> um, can I ask a question? Now, you found out the horrible truth about the CN Tower. Did you find out anything unsettling about the Empire State Building? Uh, the Empire State Building was just a really, it's a, a marvel of engineering, really. Beautiful building, yeah. Beautiful. Uh, yeah, that, 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 those, those rumors were unfounded. It's uh, it, truly, it's oh. a, a feat of architecture. Wow. <laughs> it really is something, when, I've never been to New York myself, but I, sometimes I Google the Empire State Building like once a week, and when I just look at it, uh, and that Art Deco um, style it was built in, I just break down crying, and I love it. Oh, wow. You're I mean, not going to believe this. Okay. Believe what? Well, sometimes when I look at uh, pictures when on, the, on Google, I use the Google image search, and I punch in Empire State Building, and sometimes I just can't help myself, but I just break down, and I, I weep, and I weep. Do you guys wow. think you might be, like, not dealing with some other feelings or something because it's no. weird no 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 i don't think so i think we're just a couple of guys one from canada one from new york city who appreciate beautiful architecture yeah and that's it and it's normal and good literature okay yes. dan brown well and, and good food burgers there must be something you guys disagree on mike you're a toronto guy guy you're a new yorker new yorker 
maybe Blue Jays versus Yankees, maybe, you know? Do you disagree? Uh-oh. You know, you must have something, uh, Well, I guys. think you might have found a weakness here in our, in our relationship. <laughs> yeah. Should we say it on three, we'll both say the team we support. <laughs> okay. One, One two, two, three. three. Toronto Yankees. Blue Jays. Oh, my gosh. Oh, Wow, I expected the exact opposite. I also expected the exact opposite. Wow. Maybe you were both trying to please one another. No, no, oh. I've been a Blue Jays fan for uh, 70 years. Oh, my God. Wow. Yeah. How old are you? <laughs> 92. <laughs> wow, you look great. Wonderful. Thank you. Yeah, the conspiracy theories keep me spry. <laughs> keep me on my toes. <laughs> Excellent. No yeah. kidding. Wow. So do you have family? Like, do you have a girlfriend or a wife? Like, what do they think of your your passion of building conspiracy theories? Uh, well, I have a wife of 63 years. Right. Her name wow. is... Wow. Yeah. Uh, her old. name is Margaret. Mm-hmm. And uh, she hates it. Mm-hmm. She really uh, gets annoyed. She's very unhappy that I'm visiting Toronto right now. Right. Um, but... You know, you got to follow your nose on these things. If I've learned anything from uh, the characters in Dan Brown's books, who I relate to the most, who yes. are the ones who are asking questions, who are opening mm-hmm. doors, that's the kind of person I want to be. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, Margaret can say whatever she wants, uh, and that's okay. That's her. That's her right. prerogative. Which is, I love that saying. Yeah, it's a great word. Yeah. Let's all say it on the count of three. One. Two, three. Prerogative. Prerogative. Oh, that's nice. It is good. That's nice. <laughs> now, what are the implications for the information you found out about the CN Tower? Because, to be honest, I don't know how I've been thinking about it, trying to process this bombshell you dropped, and I'm not sure how it's going to affect the, uh, the average daily life of a Torontonian, knowing that the CN Tower is, is, looks yeah, this way by accident. Yeah, like, what is the... If it, even if it was built that way, you know, is it unsafe? Yes. Is it? Yeah. Uh, well, I think if it was built that way, yeah, it's unsafe because you got a you got a you got a uh, a contract. You got a guy who's doing the building who's mm-hmm. so focused on getting the next floor right, he's not even thinking about the bigger the bigger picture, the bigger building. Right. Here's another question for you: If it was meant to be built that way, why is the observation deck not at the top of the building? No one knows what's happening above the observation deck. Are they still building hmm. up there? Oh shit, that's actually question. a good point. Like so, is it still growing? I don't know. I mean if I could get up there, you know, I'd find out. Funny, if only I knew some if only I knew and had endeared myself to and had become close friends and formed a personal bond with someone who was somehow involved at the CN Tower. Now, I uh I'll take the bait. Uh <laughs> I am that person. Uh I can get oh, you Oh my gosh. I can you know, sneak you up there, yeah. I hadn't even thought about that. That's so perfect. I can get you up to the top there as long as you... Sort what do you of, mean guess, the top? Like, you mean the point? Like, the very top? Well, the elevator doesn't go to the, the point, but I can get Guy as, at least as far as the observation deck, and whatever you do after that, I'll oh, turn my head you, the other way. Oh, Oof. you cheeky devil. Thank you. Will you be coming up the elevator with me? No, because I, yeah, I will become sick. So you'll have yeah. to do it. Well, I just would. Alone. It would be quite nice to have a, a, a some maybe someone who's strong, a strong partner hmm. to to help with my vertigo. Someone who, who I could I lean lean of? on and depend on. Hmm. Well, I mean, I I mean, I can bench press about six hundred pounds. I think you found your guy. 
Oh my gosh, yeah. I hadn't even thought about yeah, it. Yeah, I like could go this. with you. I could go with you. Uh, sure, I'm curious. Oh, well, well, uh, well this this'll, is this will be like when Alex Jones snuck into the, to the Bohemian Grove. Yeah, this is going to be like that at the CN Tower. Or the guy who dressed up like a pimp and went to Planned Parenthood. Oh, I didn't. I don't know that one. (laughs) We'll have to Google it after. (laughs) But it's just like those things. It's just like them. Yeah. Should we have characters when we go up the tower? I think it would be a good idea just to make sure we throw everyone off of our smell. Yeah. uh, That we would have some characters. Mm, What would be a non-suspicious? Yeah. What are some characters you guys could play? Hmm. Because guy, you you're a tall fella and you got a mustache, and James, you're wide up top and thin down below. Yeah. Maybe I should be like a, a backwards hat and a skateboard, like a teen or something. Oh, that, now that's okay. a good idea, and I could be your fa- your disciplinarian father. Yeah. I've got it, James. You dress up like Bart Simpson, guy, Homer, his dad. <laughs> that Homer, is his dad. So. Perfect. That this is, is so perfect. That way, no one will suspect a thing, and and we'll just you know yeah, no one will you know we'll, we'll blend right in, and I'll be like, Dad, I can't skateboard in this thing. Oh, why, boy? Why, why don't you follow the rules? I feel like we're here with Dan Castellaneta himself, the voice of Homer. I've never heard a New Yorker do such a a spot on <laughs> Homer Simpson. Well, was very good. I am a big Simpsons junkie. Uh, when I'm not, when I'm not reading those damn Brown books, I'm often, very often, you'll catch me watching The Simpsons Golden Years Only, 2009 through 2013. <laughs> Absolutely. And what seasons are those? Like seventeen uh, to twenty? Yeah, I think I think the golden era of The Simpsons is usually looked at as being seventeen to twenty-one. Yeah. <laughs> Some people even say as far as twenty-three, um, wow. including myself. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, I respect those people. Thank you. So that's kind of perfect. Great. James, now we heard guys spot on Homer Simpson, and now we have to hear your... Can you do a Bart Simpson? Hey, man. (laughs) What do you think? Just hey, man? Well, what did he say? Like He uh, he like, don't have a cow, man. Yeah, don't have a cow, man. He says, "Mm. uh, watch out, watch out, dad. Watch, Watch out. Watch out, Dad. I yeah. love I love you, Dad. I love you, my father. I, I love you, Dad. I love you, my father. I used to have one of those shirts, a Bart Simpson shirt that said, I, uh, I love you, my father. <laughs> that is a crack up t-shirt. Oh, that was such... That was He had the best catchphrases. I love you, my father was so funny. You, you would always bring the house down. Or hey, like, like you said at the beginning. Yeah, hey. <laughs> <laughs> I saw one. It was a bootleg one, so I didn't buy it because I didn't want to take any money from Matt Groening. Yes. But uh, it said on the front it said "Hey," and on the back it said "I love you, my father." And there was no <laughs> picture of Bart Simpson. There was oh, only true Simpsons fans. Yeah, would, only the yeah. only the real Simpsons heads would get that one. And you know, you see the guy walking around, and, and I think some of the people who wear them don't even know because I went up to him and said, "Hey, great, Sim- great Simpsons T-shirt," and they said, "What are you talking about?" It's annoying when people wear like I don't know a I, band shirt or like yeah. a Simpson shirt. And they don't even know, they don't even like it or know what it is. I can't. I couldn't. I can't agree more. I I hate it when anyone wears uh, something, some sort of fan paraphernalia. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
and they know less about the thing they're a fan of than I do. And often yeah. I'm not even a fan of the thing. Yeah. I just know so much information. Well, do you have any other examples? Yeah, I've got lots of examples. So, for example, two days ago, a guy is walking around in a T-shirt with a cow on the front. And I said, okay, I can see what's happening here. This guy's a big Survivor fan. So I go over and I say, hey, I love Survivor. I thought season nine was amazing when they went to Indonesia and Mm -hmm. Elizabeth won. And the guy says, hey, man, I don't even know what you're talking about. Well, how about you don't wear the freaking T-shirt then? Now, I have to be honest. I didn't realize the cow was a symbol for Survivor. The, uh, well, you, if you'd seen the T-shirt, I think you'd know exactly mm. what I'm talking oh, okay. about. Oh, that's fun. That's annoying. That's yeah. so annoying. You know, and often I, I'll compliment lots of people's clothes, and they don't even accept. They they won't even. They get. They go what? <laughs> yeah. You know. <laughs> oh, that's annoying too. That's I, so annoying. Yeah. I yeah. saw I saw a guy in the street with a Seinfeld haircut. No. Yeah, and I said, "Oh, like a current day Seinfeld or like classic, classic." And I no. said to him, "Oh, we, we, looks like someone got the Jerry." And he looked at me and he went, "What are you talking about? Do you mean talking about Jerry's, like the what the old slang word for Germans?" Yeah. And I was like, "No, the Jerry Seinfeld." Anyway, I got well, no idea. That would have made me pretty cross. It's a good thing I wasn't there. Oh yeah, absolutely. You hate that. Yeah, I, that really gets me angry. <laughs> yeah. Bloody hell. Usually, that's the time when I have to do it. I take a time out. So I've always got four Kindles on my person, each of them loaded with a different Dan Brown book. (laughs) Oh, my God. Why can't I be you? (laughs) (laughs) I'd love to. Um, Can I add an anecdote about someone I saw that I found annoying? Please. I thought you'd never offer one. So I saw uh, there was an old man. An old Portuguese man. Um, Toronto is a big Portuguese community, and uh, there's little Portugal. And I was walking, and I saw a man on his uh, in front of his house, and he was smoking a ci- uh, cigar, mm-hmm. a big fat stinky cigar. Right? I'm listening, and um, it couldn't but but remind me of George Burns, right? The great sure. comedian George Burns. Yeah. And so I walked up to the old Portuguese man. Must have been his mid eighties, perhaps early nineties, like you. And I tapped him on the shoulder while I was standing in front of him. And I said, say goodnight, Gracie. Because it reminded me of George Burns. Now, he, I don't think, uh, I don't think he understood what I was saying. I don't think he even uh, was an English speaker. But he kind of, he did smile at me, I think. And um, Wow. Great yeah. story. Uh, that yeah. was a good story. It had a lot of twists and turns. So, in the end, at the end of the story, you were friends. Yeah. Yes, I think he smiled at me. He was so very old, I couldn't... I think it was a smile. But you know how sometimes old people, you can't tell what uh, facial expression they're making? Mm, is it a smile or a... Frown. A or frown or... or, or yeah. English. Well, we we try to make it as clear as possible, so... Well, I, if only all old people were uh, like you. You know what? This actually isn't fitting with you, Mike. You love old people. Guilty remember, as charged. Remember you made friends with that old Romanian man you ran over on your sled? Like in the winter? Yes, yes. I visited him. I visited him in the hospital when uh, no one else would. And did he pass? I don't remember. It's a long time ago. But anyway, text him and ask him. Not to make you jealous, guy. Why, you're gonna have to work a little harder than that to make me jealous, Mike. (laughs) Do Do you get jealous ever when when you see younger people with other old people? Uh, 
So, oh, it depends, really. What sort of depends the young person I'm going around with at the time. If I'm happy within with the company I'm keeping, or mm-hmm. you know, if I'm reading one of my books, uh, usually I won't have the time to get jealous. But mm. sometimes, you know, uh, I, I, an idle idle hands do the devil's work, and so sometimes I'll see a, mm-hmm. a young person, an old person, hanging out, you know, and I'll go over there and I'll say. How are you guys getting on? Yeah. And they'll they'll usually say, uh, "Why don't you mind your own?" <laughs> oh, and I'll yeah. say, oh, "Okay, well, that's not a very polite way to talk to someone." Mm. Uh, and then I'll usually just keep talking to them, you know, until they'll start until they leave. They leave, yeah. or they can outrun me. But showing I'm pretty... these young people the way it's done. Well, it's just nice. You, I think you there's you bridges a time in your life when you command a certain sort of respect from people. Absolutely. Oh yeah, that's the benefit of being an oldie. But I tell you, one thing that does happen is you, you do fall out of the loop uh, with sort of the, you know c- uh, social tastes and cult and you know like uh, for instance, right. I, I can't even get into a lot of this popular music nowadays. <laughs> so, Me too. I, I was uh, when before I came to t- Toronto, I was with my wife Margaret uh, of over sixty years, mm-hmm. and uh, she loves popular music. She loves the, she loves the Russian streaming platforms and websites. And oh. she's been listening to a song called Kissing Olympics. No. Oh my God. And I fucking hate this piece of shit song. Guy. It drives me no. up the fucking wall. Guy. I say, Margaret, you got to turn this nonsense off. Guy. The Kissing Olympics. What does that even mean? It doesn't make any sense. It's a stupid title for a song. And the woman who's um, singing it, you know, I can only imagine what she looks like writhing around. They're very thick Russian accent. I f- and I feel badly. I can only imagine the people in her life, you know, I mean, guy, must be embarrassing. Well, you know what, guy? Um, yeah, you know how you were saying you have trouble keeping up with popular music? I think that's true because. Let's just say the song The Kissing Olympics is probably one of the... That is probably the anthem of 2018, actually. And that is what good songs sound like. And your wife, Margaret, sounds like a lot smarter than you. Well, that'll be the first time anyone said that. Guy, I have to point out something to you that's... There's a huge elephant in the room. James is the one behind that song. Oh, my gosh. (sighs) Yeah. Um, I feel like there's going to be a, uh, you guys are going to come to blows. Well, uh, frankly, I'm tempted. Uh, I have to be the referee, guys. Separate. What? How could you? What? Uh, you're crazy not to enjoy that song. It's got sex appeal. It's funky. It's, you know, you, I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm wondering if there's something wrong with your brain at your age if you don't like that. There's nothing wrong with my brain. I'll have you know I have one of the sharpest minds in my book club. Uh, and I just think it's got too many bells. It's got too many whistles. Mm. I mean, the whole thing, it's all bells and whistles. Where are the instruments? But that's music nowadays. It's meant to be bells and whistles and, ooh, I'm thinking about sex. Like, that's, that's music. Mm. It's not, you know, the Beatles doing their, oh, boop, 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 hello, everybody. That and, is not a Beatles yes, song. Yes, that is a Beatles song. Boop, 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 hello, everybody. Go to the shop. Which album was that one from? Going to the shops. And now it's I give up. Some music's more about like, ooh, get, oh yeah, sex. Ooh, let's have sex. That's it, the that's. It's too sh- it's too shrill and it's too dirty. I like my songs like I like my books, written by Dan Brown. Okay, <laughs> amen. Yeah, Dan Brown has a a band. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's called the Dan Brown News Band. It's a Dave Matthews cover band. Yeah. And Dan Brown has one of the nicest singing voices in the world. Absolutely. Really? Yeah. So what's the song what are the songs about? Well, he does a cover of they do a cover of that song, What Would You Say? Is one of the main songs they do. By oh, right. He's a cover band. Dave I Matthews. Yeah. Try and keep up, James. So, sorry, I'm just uh, shaking with us. But yeah, they, they do. I mean, they do. What would you say? They, oh, they do all the Dave Matthews songs. Um, some of the big. That is some of the big other big ones. Space between. That's one. They do that they do one. The too. one with the with Julia Roberts in the video. Oh. Yeah, that one's a great one. They do. Um, what would you say? Space Maybe. between all of the Dave, Dave Matthews songs. Hmm. They've, yeah, they've only done three songs, but three's all you need. They go for two hours each. <laughs> yeah, they're just like the Grateful Dead. They they take jamming. Yeah, they take the the basic. You That's know, a framework. Bob Marley song. Oh yeah, yeah, I know, but I meant. So yeah, so you probably seem to get a little confused now. No, so I'll, maybe it's my mind that's sharp. Can well, I? Oh, fine. Can I just ask a question, guy? You met, you just brought up Bob Marley, who we lost, I think, in the like eighty one, eighty two. No longer with us. Had Bob Marley lived, what do you think he would have thought of the novels of Dan Brown? <laughs> that is a great question. And that's one that I have actually been trying to get on the, on the ledger at my book club for quite a while. Really? Yeah. Wow. I think Bob Marley, as a man of esteemed taste and high intelligence, Absolutely. would be a huge Dan Brown fan. A lot of people struggle to follow all of the twists and the turns. They find the books confusing. They not, find not me. The, the, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, they find some of the words too book. They say, why are you using all these $1 words when my, brain, my stupid brain only understands a 50-cent word or a 20-cent word? Right. And to those people, I say, well, not only is history on my side, because these books have already proven themselves time and again, but if, uh, if Bob Marley was alive today, this is the second half of what I say, he would love the books. Mm. Absolutely. <clears throat> well, I, I don't know about that, because think about it. Bob Marley... I think I'm not talking out of school here, was a big pot smoker, right? Uh, and, yes. And I think was. if you were a big pot smoker, you'd probably start reading that book and go, I don't care about these twists and turns, man. You know? Aren't pot smokers sort of laid back? They don't want the hassle of a complicated uh, story? They are laid back, but they do love a complicated uh, whodunit. Oh, please. Name yeah. one stoner who, who's a big whodunit fan. Seth Rogen is on the record saying that his favorite author is Agatha Christie. No, it, that is not true. Absolutely 100% true. Another idea. Do you think had Bob Marley lived, and he was a, obviously he was going to be a big fan of the Dan Brown novels, do you think that when it came time to make the, the film version of the uh, Da Vinci Code, he would have starred as the character that Tom Hanks played instead of Tom Hanks? Oh, that is a good Whoa. question. So Bob Marley, Bob Marley, starring in The Da Vinci oh, Code. Wow, how old would he have been at that time? Well, he died very young. I think he was thirty-five when he died. Thirty-six. Oh, okay. Pro- probably fifty. Would Bob Marley be the same age as Tom Hanks? Wow, r- roughly, yeah. So he could have been in, you know, Saving Private Ryan, <laughs> The Burbs, <laughs> Philadelphia. <laughs> He would have been great in Philadelphia. <laughs> or Bob Marley, starring in a brand new movie, Forrest Gump. Wow. <laughs> These are some great ideas. It's a lot of fun. We're having a lot of laughs just thinking about it. it. I mean, it, you, you can only imagine what would happen if these were committed to, to film 
You know, to see these on the silver screen. Oh, the burbs, too, would be great with Marley. I'd give anything to see the burbs with Bob Marley. They could have, um, you know, the, the neighbors could have investigated the creepy house and then all jammed to some reggae after. You know, that could have been the ending. Corey that, Feldman could have played with them. That know? would have been a huge twist at the end of that movie. Bo- Bob, Bob Marley would be 11 years older than Tom Hanks today. Oh, hmm. okay. So, so he would have bought, he would have probably brought a little bit more wisdom to all of the roles. Can you imagine? Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, Bob Marley and Big, where he's <laughs> he's he's just he's the same, but he's just a little bit old, older still. Yeah. Oh, so, wow. a tad older. Imagine Bob Marley that iconic scene from Big, where Tom Hanks is jumping at the toy store, FAO Schwartz on that big keyboard. He's playing like a pretty lame. I'm going to say like white person song. Imagine I think you if- can say that. Well, I just did. Yeah. Uh, I think it's Heart and Soul he's playing. Imagine what Bob Marley could have done in that exact same scene. He could have played some, some cool uh, like a reggae 40. song. He could have played a UB40. UB40 are my favorite reggae band. Me too. Oh, my gosh. Well, isn't this just a room of refined taste? <sighs> I mean, I was, I was skeptical of you at first, James, but I am warming to you so I, much. I love UB40. Uh, the lead singer, Ali Campbell, is a, someone I really idolize. Um, oh yeah, like from Red Red Wine to their cover of uh, Can't Help Falling in Love. Yeah, I'm sure they had other songs too. Um, just a, just a, a, a really you know a important good, band to me. It would have been so cool to see Bob Marley play UB40, <laughs> even though he was already in his own right a musical legend. He would have played a UB40 song in Big, and I sort of think UB40 maybe was all covers. I think Red Red Wine was a cover. No, but they they did have original music, but they only became gigantic once they started doing covers, and then once that happened, they basically only have done covers. You guys, you guys have so many great ideas. This is can I just say this is a really nice. This is such a nice apartment. Really? Oh, oh yeah, I think you. this is so such a beautiful. I haven't been in a building this nice <laughs> since my sixties, probably. Are you kidding? To really? me, because to me, this is sort of a hellhole. Just to be frank, no offense, Mike. And no, no, I live here, and I also agree it's not you know beautiful. What's what's your place like in New York? Well, you know how New York is; it's pretty small. Mm. It's pretty cramped. Oh, okay. Uh, but it's you know we we get we get by. Is it true what they say about New Yorkers that they're uh, they're really brash? You know, hey, I'm driving here, whatever. We're like, fuck you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I've heard both of these things yelled in my time on the streets of New York. Absolutely. No. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's true. Wow. Sometimes, sometimes I hear them on the same day. But you know, at the end of the day, there's no city I'd rather be living in. Beautiful. Now, Mike, that must be offensive to you because you are a, a Toronto well, to the core. I'm a Toronto guy. guy. I think similar to the way that you're a New York guy. I, you know, it's the, there's no place I'd rather be. I love it, and uh, you know, it's uh, it's Canada's New York. Um, it's also Canada's Paris, and it's <laughs> Canada's Rome, and I guess it's really Canada's Portugal, uh, also. <laughs> uh, uh, and it's just all those things. It's a, it's a versatile city. That's something that's yeah, hard. New York, all it is, is America's New York. Well, no, actually, uh, it, New York is called, we call it uh, New York's, uh, America's Toronto. That's what a lot of people oh, call really? it. Right? Yeah. Wow. Well, that, okay. I, guess you, that makes I mean, I don't know if you're aware of this, but New Yorkers really looked at Toronto as sort of a, a cultural leader. You know, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised because we have got it going on here uh, in Toronto. <laughs> and, uh, you know... 
it's a place for new ideas. Um, it's a newer city. New York is kind of set in its ways, I think. Well, I definitely. I mean, yeah, a lot, a lot, a lot better TV shows come out of Toronto than yes. New York. Um, you know, uh, I wish we could include the Maritimes in that too, because there's some oh, great God. Canadian shows set in the Maritimes that overshadow anything going on in new york now toronto has all sorts of new york themed restaurants we have a place called harlem uh we have like a new york bagel place uh does, does new york have any uh, toronto themed restaurants that it, serve authentic toronto cuisine authentic canadian cuisine yeah uh yeah there's, there's there's quite a glut of businesses popping up yes uh mostly uh what i've noticed recently around my neighborhood is a lot of uh pizza pizzas Oh, New York, famous of course, Toronto chain restaurant. Yeah, so pizza, pizza. I don't know if you know, it's quite a popular meal, quite yeah. a popular dish in New York. Yes. Uh, but for whatever reason, the chefs there just can't get it right. I was going to ask, uh, did you? Because you, you've spent some time in Toronto. Do you miss the taste of Toronto pizza well, when you're living in New York? You do. You you really do. Uh, particularly, you know, a slice of the world famous pizza, pizza, pizza. Absolutely. And so. You, you see a lot of these 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 uh, these cha- these chains popping up, and they are, the lines are snaking around the wow. block. Wow, mm. authentic pizza! Authentic pizza. Just a funny side thought. It makes sense to me that you would like the restaurant Pizza Pizza because they serve pizza, and it's called Pizza Pizza. And you're a guy, and your name is Guy. So there's kind <laughs> of a kind of a similarity there. Uh, also. New York, New York, pizza, oh, pizza, guy, man. guy. I'm just, I'm just adding to the idea. Ah, uh, that's that's uh, a pizza, pizza, guy, guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, New York, New York. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! I'm just trying to think of another one. There's gotta be. Um, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Uh, I don't know. I thought I had one. Uh, did you think of one yet? True. Uh, tr- no. Um. Ooh. Yummy, yummy. Yummy, yummy. It's oh. perfect. <laughs> yummy. I just thought of it. Oh of my. It. Yeah. You, that is, you're so quick. Thank you. Um. Well. Um. Why don't we take a quick break, um, guy? At the end of the podcast, we do a very short little game. So why don't we take a break? I we'll love come games. Back with a little game. Welcome back to the podcast. Uh, hope everyone's enjoying the, the show. We're very happy to have Guy Montgomery here. And um, we're here for our final say. He just dabbed. That was cool. If only we could pick up the sound of a dab. Yeah. Um, so we're here for our final <laughs> segment. This Oh, he did it again. <laughs> I don't know if you heard that at uh, home. I heard it a bit yeah. in my headphones. Um, this is a final segment of the, the podcast. It always goes viral. Oh, he's dabbing away. And uh, this uh, is th- is this is the part of the show when we play the game. It's time for the game, the game, the game. It's one of our super popular games. They always go viral, and that is our aim. So sit back and please enjoy this game. This week's game is very fun and exciting. And I can tell that I that all the listeners already are going to love it. It's a game we're going to call The Landlord and Tenant Podmas Presents. Out of all the buildings in the world, this is my favorite one of them. 
Has everyone okay. got it? Everyone on the yep, same page? Yep, I got it. Perfect game. Perfect game. So I'll, I'll go first, if please, you don't mind. Please, So what's my favorite building in the world uh, out of all of them? <sighs> so many buildings. My head is swimming. Um, I would have to say, hmm, Versailles, the Palace of Versailles. Um, it is simply astounding. Never been to it, of course. But And, and do I agree with uh, Louis XIV, 15th or 16th? And the disgusting way they lorded their wealth over the starving peasants of France? No. Do I agree with the revolutionaries who eventually beheaded Louis XVI and um, Marie Antoinette? Yes. Would I have applauded when they held his decapitated head up over the scaffold to the crowd? Yes, I would have applauded. Because they, uh, they, they had it coming. <laughs> but what a building! <laughs> so the Palace of Versailles. Oh, oh, and we got a dab. We there. got a dab. Okay, I'll go next. And what my favorite building is, mm-hmm. and uh, I mean, this is more my style. Um, I'm talking about the tallest building in the world. Okay. It's in Dubai. It's called the Mia Khalifa. And if you see pictures of this thing, it's unbelievable. <clears throat> it's like there's clubs in there. There's like ten elevators. J- uh, James, if I may, sorry to interrupt. Okay, I feel rude, but I think it's uh, called the the Burj Khalifa. You said. You said the Mia Khalifa, which oh. is, uh, as far as I know, not a building as much as a uh, pornographic actress. Oh, sorry about that. I got uh, a bit uh, muddled Freudian in the brain. Freudian slip. <laughs> yes, the Burj Khalifa. The Burj Khalifa. Anyway, I have gone there. I've partied there with Ben Mulroney. Um, <laughs> worth checking out. Great building. Imagine a porn star that was that tall, though. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Oh, my gosh. Can you imagine that guy? <laughs> I'm just imagining it right now. <laughs> it would be scary in a way. It would be so scary. Yeah. The wow. person would be so big. What about if it was two porn stars that big and they were doing it and you just look up in the sky and you see them doing it? Like King Kong and Godzilla doing it? Yeah. But instead of King Kong and Godzilla, they are porn stars. Yes. Beautiful bodies. So it's tanned. a lot like what you described, but it's also slightly different. Slightly different, yes. Yeah, those are animals yeah, making love the last species. Thing I need in my head right now is a visual of King Kong and King Kong's big old, you know, gorilla cock just <laughs> right. swaying to and fro. Fair enough. Shit, that's a good point. You don't see that in the King Kong movies. Where's his dick? That's a good point. What is it, like a cat? Yeah, I think you saw it in the Jack Black remake. Really? I believe there was a three-minute scene where you saw it. Yeah, because <laughs> I'm. Th- are they pr- are they suggesting that King Kong's penis is like a cat where you don't see it and it's within the body? I don't think so. Is it dog? What is a dog's penis? Because I know that you see a dog's penis when it's hard. You see it all the time. Have you not had a dog? I I've we've, well you know he's a New Yorker. To be honest, yeah, we, there's not a lot of space, and whenever uh, Margaret and I have taken dogs, they've been female dogs. Oh, okay. But I know you see a right. dog's penis because when you see a dog's penis, you see that little the little lipstick penis, don't mm-hmm. you? Where well, when they're excited, it comes yeah, out. Sure. Of, but w- w- what about when it's flaccid? What does a dog's penis look like? It just mm. looks like a damn penis. It's just there, hanging off its body. Hanging it's not off. pleasant. It's actually weird if you think about it that we're just looking at dogs' penises every day. Well, it sounds like you certainly are. Yeah, I don't do that. <laughs> I every just day. think it's weird. Should they be wearing pants? I don't know. <laughs> Well, what do you think, listeners? <laughs> LTPodmess at gmail.com. <clears throat> Guy, it's the, you're the last one to play this game. You can win it all or, or lose here, depending on your answer. 
in your estimation, what is the most beautiful building on Earth? The most beautiful building on the Earth is uh, the one that, you know, <clears throat> it starts right here where I am in the guest corner. And uh, it keeps going out and out. It encompasses mm. both of you, you know. Uh, it encompasses your quart of milk, which you've almost finished. Mm-hmm. It is the very building we're in. And wow. I say that not only because of its aesthetic beauty and the uh, warm and welcoming environment that you've engendered while I've been here, mm-hmm. uh, but I, I say it also because it's in, it's just, it's, it's, well, that's actually, I've, that is why I say it. It's the stuff I said before. Right. So usually when people come in here, they get physically ill. I find. Yeah, you're the I first person. Say, this is a nice. It's a nice place, and you're nice, and you're nice guys. So are you? Is it really more that we've made this feel homey, and that um, you're responding to to our personalities more than the physical appearance of the building? Or am I wrong? Well, I think uh, the the building and the the residents are a perfect match. I think it's a beautiful building. And uh, you guys are both beautiful hosts. Thank you. And uh, I've had a, a, a really nice... It's, honestly, it's just been nice to get away from it all. Oh, nice. Well, thank you for saying that. I definitely won't be here long. I'll be back in my um, house. That's a shame. Not, not the kind of place I would have a lot of in. fun, the three of us. <laughs> uh, we're sort hey. of the inn is full here, no offense. Well, uh, James is know, staying with me right now. And I'm it's... only staying just down the hall, but if you, right. if you guys want to have a sleepover tonight, we could all bunk in. You know what, Mike... Why don't you go stay with Guy, and I'll have your place. That oh, works. I was I was thinking I co- I'll st- I'll come and stay down here, and I'll stay at your place. Well, and you and Mike stay. Not here. if I lock the door. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I own the building. I have a key. Okay. Well, I feel I'll like we're in the end of locks. So, <laughs> well, you're not allowed to do that. Have well, you seen? <laughs> I'll do it anyway. So, well, I'll arrest you. <laughs> okay. Well, good luck because I got really thin wrists. <laughs> well, they can just uh, you know t- t- use rope then to tie your hands together. Well, I'll slip the rope. <laughs> Well, I'll use really strong rope. <laughs> well, I've got really strong wrist, so it'll be interesting to see who wins. But well, I just think we could all have a lot of fun. It's a great building. We've had sure. a, I've had a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. And we could all stay the night in here. Not happening, but... Uh, well, lovely... I give in. I give up. Oh! Yeah. That's one! I'll, I'll, honestly, I'll be clubbing all, all night then, if that's what's we happening. We should come clubbing club. with you. That'd no, be so man. great. Mike and a 90-year-old. That's all I need. I think, I think you'd do pretty well with a couple of guys like us on your arm. Uh, yeah, yep. maybe uh, if I insult you in front of some girls and they laugh, that'll help, but no. no. Oh, well, I'll tell you All what, right. that won't help is my self-esteem, uh, <laughs> and I hope you don't do that. But mm, Well, Guy, wow, thank you so much for coming on today. And, and even well, even though you are a 90-year-old, a conspiracy theorist enthusiast, yeah. do you have a podcast, I understand? Uh, well, I do. I do have a, uh, a podcast. It's called The Conspiracy Hut. <laughs> I record it with my wife, Margaret, uh, and we release one episode every three months. It's very good, may I say. I'm a big Hut fan. Oh, well, I'm a thank hutter. you. Uh, and we, we just get into uh, a little, the little corner of our apartment, and we just mm-hmm. gas bag. Just go for it. And we just go for it. So. Very cool. Wonderful. Well, guys... Thank you so much for coming. Thank I, don't you. Want to, I don't think we should. We don't need to finish hang, hanging. We can put the microphone down, but the three of us should definitely keep hanging out. We're going to keep hanging out, but we just need to. Yeah, we're going to hang out all night, but we just need to say. You guys hang out, yeah. and I'll, yeah, well, I'll go in your place. We all live here now, so. Yeah, well, okay. Uh, so, James, uh, another episode successfully done. 
Yes. Me and you. Yes, very good. And um, um please do another week of living together. Yeah, just try not to steal any money from my wallet this week. Well, try not to make it seem like that was my wallet you put in your pants. All right. That's it. Thanks everybody. Thank you. Landlord